0: Anywhere in the book. Hey everyone, welcome back to That's On the Book. I'm your host, Asian X. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Please remember that no AA member, including myself or any guests that I have on this show, speak for AA as a whole. The only aim of this podcast is to be helpful. You can get in contact with me or any guests that I have on the show at That's On the Book at hotmail.com. Please message through any questions that you have. We are always happy to talk about God's sponsorship, the 12 steps. Uh, And any of the traditions that you might have any questions with, we're always here to help. So um, today I've hounded hounded my guest, Mrs. B, for maybe four months (laughs) to come on the podcast with me. And I was like, how about now? How about now? How about now? So thank you so much. Just 20 minutes ago, me and be like, how about right now? And you were just so gracious to come on and talk to me. And I have to tell you that I'm really scared of you in the exact same way that people are afraid of me. And I know you're cringing up your little face and I'll tell you just immediately why. It's because I know that you know more than me. You know more than me. <laughs> and our friend, so that we were just talking about earlier, um, when when he came on last, I said, every single thing that is in your brain, I want in my brain. Like I just desperately admit this place where I want more and more and more and to know more and more and more. Because... Um, I think the saddest thing that could happen to a human being in AA is that they come here and they only get dry of alcohol. That is the saddest thing that I can imagine, right? Because there's so much more on offer in Alcoholics anonymous than just abstinence from alcohol. And um, so now, you know, I actually don't talk about how long I've been sober. Feel free to. I don't do it because um, in my experience, time doesn't equal recovery. It uh, has
1: really no relevance to whether or not I'm recovered at all. And I don't do it either. I i mean, I'll give you my sobriety date. It's March 25th, 2010, but I'm uh, much more interested in quality and not quantity. And I've met people with, I don't know, 30, 40 years who I really personally, I want nothing of what they have. And I've also met people with two years sober that I would ask to sponsor me. So it's Absolutely. basically like what you just said, it's quality, not not quantity for sure.
0: Right. And when we say like quality of sobriety, I think AA is at a point right now where we're, we don't even know what that means. I mean, we're having real trouble in AA with just the two A's, just as a whole being able to identify. I don't feel like you can walk into a random AA meeting, swing a cat and hit a person who could accurately identify either
1: of the A's. That's really well, Or bad. the evil A's that, that the friend of ours that you were just talking about, talk about the evil A's. I don't know if you know uh-uh, that. I don't is. know what
0: those are. Tell me, tell so, me, tell me.
1: Uh, affiliation and anonymity. Like people don't know, you know, those are the two biggest ones. I mean, of course, along with singleness of purpose, but those are where we're under attack right now in Alcoholics Anonymous is affiliation and anonymity and and people thinking that we need to, you know, I don't know, break the stigma and, oh, and go and tell everybody that we're sober and you can do it too and all that good stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, the traditions, they're they're, uh, they're old, they're ancient principles, but they're not outdated any more than the steps are. And so absolutely not. So let's start with the first a, um, because
0: we are having a problem in AA with defining what alcoholism is. And I was even saying to someone last night, I was like, who can I write that maybe at the next conference or something that we just do away with the short form of the third tradition, you know, it's really caused (laughs) nothing good. (laughs)
1: of all the traditions. And you know if you if you don't mind um no, this please. is a good place. Well, let me I don't know if this is like in your if you're asking me these yes. questions and I'm just jumping the gun, but I I do have a home group like this, you know, when when I said I want quality and not quantity, um you know, when I see AA flyers like for speaker meetings and stuff and it if it gives a sobriety date or how many years sober the speaker is? It's such a turnoff to me that I don't invite my sponsees. I won't attend. Like if that's what you're trying to sell me on, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. But I love it when, uh, when speaker meetings put um the home group of the speaker. On the flyer, because that tells me that they're actually an AA member, that they're not just dry for a number of years, but they're a member in good standing and they have a home group. Every Anybody can have a sobriety date. Not everyone has a home group. And for me, um, the three things that kind of keep you know my name, rank and serial number is that I work steps. Um, you know, I work out of the big book and I help others to recover from alcoholism by taking others through the the big book. I have a, um, a sponsor and I have a home group where I have a service position and I don't care if it's an international convention that you're asking me to speak at. If I'm making coffee for my home group, because my home group meets that day, my home group comes first. And that's what keeps me right sized is um, making sure that I have a commitment to a home group where I'm one among many, and they are unimpressed by me. There,
0: absolutely. You are Mrs. B, and you are boring and repetitive, and you are absolutely not a famous alcoholic, which is what happens a lot today, isn't yep. it? So, so it's going to be so hard to talk to you, especially for only an hour. So, I've heard you talk about the the third of your triangle, which is is the home group, right? This is my service at. At baseline AA level, and um, that's not that that part of my triangle isn't sponsorship. That's a whole nother side of my triangle, right? But I went to a beginners meeting last night. It was actually amazing. But um, everyone was identifying their their home group, and ninety percent of the meeting didn't have one. And I'm going, oh my goodness gracious! And it was funny because so I I moved states, and I actually don't currently have a. Physical home group at the moment. I have a a Zoom home group, but I was going, but I was like justifying it because I moved and I'm just being lazy, right? And I'm going, oh God, oh this is important. And so just to talk about what is the point of the home group? Okay, there's a lot of points of home groups. The first place is that this is our connection to the AA as a whole. This is where you have one vote, one. Home group. Well, why can't I vote, it? Mrs. B? Why don't you tell the people why can't they vote at multiple
1: home groups? Why can't? Because unfortunately, vote? I'm only one member, and so the principle of one member, one one vote, one group. Comes from, well, first of all, the technical side comes from concept four, where I have a right of participation in one group. I have one right of participation, which means, I mean, and then another technical side, if you want to get even less spiritual and more technical, um, if everybody claimed multiple home groups, two or even three, our AA membership census would look like we were three times bigger, our fellowship. So that's right. where we're counted at our home group is kind of like my address of my house, right? So I live in Oregon. Um, I grew up in the state of Washington, which is right above Oregon, and that's where my parents live and all that, right? And then I go to California um, for I do a lot of AA stuff in California and whatnot. I'm in California a lot, but like my, I pay my taxes in Oregon. I vote in Oregon just because I'm up in um, Washington visiting my family doesn't mean that I get to put in another vote for president because I'm up Visiting during elections or when I'm down in California visiting my friends, I feel at home in, you know, their houses, but I don't get to, I don't get to vote on, you know, who their governor is going to be. So that's, I mean, it's, it's as simple as that really. And then of course there's the principles and the spiritual side of have, taking ownership in something and being responsible to make sure that, you know, in the seventh tradition long form, the first line reads, um, Each group ought to be fully supported by the voluntary contributions of their own members, which I think gets overlooked a lot in our fellowship today.
0: So to bring that back, even like baseline again, is that nobody works here. Nobody works at AA. So each individual is here as a volunteer, a contributor. Um, pulling their own weight, which is that we all are responsible not only for carrying the AA message, but to doing these service to keep AA alive. And we talk about traditions. It is such a we can't even agree what the two AAs stand for at this point as a whole. And then you start bringing up things like traditions, and then people just lose their absolute mind. And I believe it's simply because of just willful ignorance. We we don't know them, right? This
1: is total ignorant. It's it's. And sometimes, what you know, five percent of the time it's arrogance, but 95 percent of the time it's just ignorance. I mean, like what our literature says over and over again, Bill's writing on the traditions always starts out with perfectly good intent, and that's what my experience is it's like the, with perfectly good intent, I have another home group because they need they me, need don't me. you know? Yeah. <laughs> they need me, what are they going to do without me? And so, you mentioned, um, you know, like how are we going to get rid of this short form, right? And, and I just give me. It'll just it, it be means, one
0: strongly worded email from me. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it made me think about this place in the big book. Uh, you asked if I had my big book with me. Um, uh, I'm assuming that's because you want me to use it. So I'm, I'm <laughs> going to use it. So I'm I'm opening it up to um, the tr- appendix one in the back of the book where it says the AA tradition, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to point something out um, because. I mean the big book for me has all of my all my answers that Always I ever need about a never it really not. Does. Yeah. And what's what's cool about it is the first hundred and sixty-four pages of the big book have you can find every one of our 12 traditions. And the first 164 pages was written 10 years before the traditions were ever even thought of. But they're in there. They're spiritual principles. They're in there. And so Um, This intro to the traditions, like you say, what are we going to do about the short form? Well, again, I'm one among many, right? So my home group, we don't read the short form ever any day. We don't read any of the short form of any of it at all. We read the first three paragraphs of um, the intro to the tradition. And then we read uh, like this month, we would be reading tradition one in its long form all month. And then next month, we'll be reading tradition two in its long form all month. And we don't, we don't read the traditions. And the reason why, and I'm just gonna, it it says here on the intro to the tradition. So I'm going to just read this. It says, um, to those now in its fold, Alcoholics Anonymous has made the difference between misery and sobriety, and often the difference between life and death. AA can, of course, mean just as much to uncounted alcoholics not yet reached. Therefore, no society of men and women have ever had a more urgent need. And I just looked up the word urgent. I'm just going to dissect this real quick. I digress. Urgent is a state or situation requiring immediate action or attention. So, and it uses the word urgent in talking about the traditions, an urgent need for continuous effectiveness and permanent unity. We alcoholics, see that we must work together and hang together else most of us will finally die alone. The 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous are we AAs believe the best answer that our experience has yet given those it uses it again. Ever urgent questions. How can AA best function and how can AA best stay whole and so survive? And in my home group, we stop there and then we go to the tradition of the month in its long form but for this conversation because of your comment I want to read that last paragraph too which is what we don't read that we stop there but I want to read on and it goes on to say on the next page AA's 12 traditions are seen in their <laughs> so-called short form yeah. and it literally <laughs> even does this I love the sarcasm in the big book I love Bill's I do too. you know Um, so they're seen in their so called short form in the general use today. This is a condensed version of the original long form AA's traditions as first printed in 1946. Because the long form is more explicit, hold that thought, Mm
0: -hmm. and of
1: possible historical value, it is also reproduced. Now, let's look up the word explicit. It's saying that the long form is more explicit. The definition of explicit is stated clearly and in detail. Leaving no room for confusion or doubt. Right. Now, if you ask me, the short form is not stated clearly or in detail and leaves much room for confusion and doubt. Right. And that's why my home group doesn't say the short form. We just don't participate in it at all. And um, and and just like any other abbreviated thing in AA, and you know, I my home group is the most important service that I do, but I won't, I mean, I'm not going to hide the fact that I do do service in other levels of the triangle. I'm DCM for my district right now. And even as DCM, I try real hard not to use the term GSR. That's an abbreviation. I try to use the term general service representative. Right. Now, now the the tradition three in its short form and tradition three in its long form, they're the exact same, the tradition, they mean the exact same thing. It's just one as an abbreviation. And right. so it's not clear. It's like saying GSR instead of general service representative. Yes. And one of the things that my service sponsor points out time and time again, the person that you were talking about before this. Um, oh, that's uh, your one, service sponsor. He's been my service he's sponsor for about eight oh, years. Yeah. So one of the oh. things that he points out in tradition three, because that's the one that you specifically named is, um, I don't, and I'm just going to steal this from him right now is because I love it is I don't know if you've ever seen those new stop signs where there's blinking lights all the way around the stop sign. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's making it more, what is this, uh, clear and in detail, leaving no room for confusion or doubt. Right. Because it's blinking saying stop. Right. But that doesn't make the stop signs without the blinking lights mean anything less it doesn't mean well you can roll past you know it's it's the same exact meaning it's just one is more clear and one is more loud and that's what the long form is versus the short form the short form doesn't mean anything different it's just not as clear and so out of clarity my home group just doesn't participate in the short form
0: so to bring all of that back to the first A and why we keep using these words urgent is because if you have alcoholism, both Alcoholics Anonymous surviving and your life depend on on all of these traditions exist. It depends on the steps. It depends on the traditions. So not only understanding them, but understanding in a complete and, um, uh, what what word did we just use? An explicit way, like an a, understanding without a doubt what these two things are. <laughs> the fucking A's to begin with are of utmost importance to a person suffering from this specific illness that we are here to treat. And what has happened is today is a little bit intimidating. I always kind of say like, if you want to like, if you actually work the steps and recover from this and have the audacity to talk about it. You actually, it's like the weirdest thing in AA. AA is so wild. If you understand alcoholism and the solution to it, oh, there's no fan clubs there. You need to, (laughs) like, like you actually become a target. And it was really funny when I was chatting with you, we were we're both a part of this very air quotes unwell Facebook group. And um, I wrote if I talk about the big book or the traditions I get kicked out of this group and they literally removed it, they removed it. Right. And so I always say you, you have to have some thick skin if you actually want to understand the illness oh, yeah, I remember suffer. that suffer. Yeah. That. Yeah. You have to actually have some thick skin too. Um, but, but we don't walk into like math rooms and a, a, a teacher who's understood and learned math and now teaches math. We don't go, you're judgmental. You're just a fascist dictator. You are just um, a Nazi. Or what are you doing
1: with your math book in math class? (laughs) 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 Like, I bring my big book with me to meetings because I wouldn't show up for an algebra class without an algebra book. But the way that I'm looked at when I bring my big book in meetings is like, what are you doing with that
0: here? (laughs) Right. Right. Like, or walking into a math class and demanding that we learn how to cook a pie. You know, we're going to bake today. Well, we don't bake here. We actually just teach math. Like, well, you're just a fascist dictator. Uh, Like, I don't know what to tell you. I am not. Oh, the judgment one is really weird. Well, you're just judgmental. And you think you're better than everyone. Understanding AA is not a, a spiritual high topic. It's not like having a firm understanding is not only not a spiritual high top or looking down on anyone, it's the only reason I've been able to live. So when we say things like uh, the short form of the third tradition, which means that we are all here to just do whatever we want, um, that puts in danger the people for whom we are actually here to help. And it would be fine, I believe, I don't know if you agree, that we are now top heavy with heavy drinkers and non-alcoholics. Top heavy. I, do you agree with that
1: statistic? Would you I would say non-alcoholic and just stop at that because I've heard people say, you know, drug addicts or heavy drinkers or all of these other labels. And it's like whether they're a drug addict or not, not my right. business. Whether they're a heavy drinker or not, not my business. But are they an alcoholic? alcoholic. Or, you know Yeah, so a non-alcoholic. Yeah, I think that um, we have opened the door wide enough um, to catch everybody and their mother, mm-hmm. which is good, which is what is intended with the third tradition. But I think that unfortunately, um, after the door is open wide and we've invited everyone in, we make it too comfortable sometimes for those who don't belong to yeah. think that they do. And I'll give you an example. Um you know, I haven't been going to meetings with uh when I first got sober, I went to every meeting all the time. I thought I had four home groups. I thought every meeting needed me, right? Yeah. Like I had to and I got to know everybody. I was like, you know, at every barbecue, at every social event, I was Miss AA. And, um, and very popular until I learned the traditions and then nobody wants to, you know, yeah, <laughs> but, weird. but, um, but I was super popular and, you know, a couple of the old timers that I used to make meetings with that I haven't seen in years, you know, um, I was at a meeting I was doing service cause, um, for, for my district and I, I had to go out to a couple of groups that I haven't been to in a while. And I had to drop off the conference report and stuff. And I was in a group with this older couple that I used to make meetings with quite a bit. And the guy shared, and he shared um, the way we drink and use. And And his language was different than it used to be. And I'm like, drink and use. And then he said, clean and sober toward the end of his share. And I'm going, that's odd. I wonder what's going on, you know? And because I never remember him sharing about drugs, and I'm like, well, maybe early in my sobriety, I just didn't hear that stuff. Right. Blah, blah blah. And I asked him after the meeting, and I said, and I won't use his name here, but I said, um, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" I said, "It's just been so long since I've been in a meeting with you." Um, I didn't know that you were also a drug user or that you were an addict too. I didn't, I didn't remember that about your story. And he goes, Oh no, no, I'm not. He goes, but I'm just trying, we're just trying to be more inclusive. That's and it's like, Oh no. <laughs> so, you know, like somebody who's not even ever used drugs is starting to say, you know, yeah. add in drugs to their story so that we can be more inclusive when our sole purpose is alcoholism and even our, our, you know, um, our our singleness of purpose statement, our clarity statement, if you will, on page 18 of the AA group pamphlet. It literally says the primary purpose of any AA group is to carry the AA message to alcoholics. Experience with alcohol is the one thing all AA members have in common. It is misleading to hint or to give the impression Oh. The AA solves other problems or knows what to do about drug addiction. And it's like, well, yeah. how, can, how would it be possible for me to hint or give the impression that AA solves drug addiction? Well, I could imply saying by saying drinking and using clean and yeah. sober addict and alcoholic addict, ac- alcoholic. Right. And and I understand the newcomers that are coming in who literally are addicts also, and they're just don't know any better. So they're saying it. But old timers who literally have never used drugs before saying it so that. We can open the door wider than it should be is it's just sad state of affairs. So let's rein it back to why. Well,
0: because you actually can't complete your steps. Um, Yes, they go on forever, but you cannot actually successfully do step 12 with no identification for the next man. You don't have a solution for the next guy. And if you think that you should just come to AA to get, we've missed something in step three, haven't we? That we we aren't here actually to get anything, are we? AA is not about me. It's about the person I'm here to help. AA is not about you. It is about the person that you are here to help. It's
1: not a self-help program. It's a help of the other guy or girl program. And it's not a just-be-helped program.
0: It's uh-huh. not a be-helped program no, at it's all. it's a help me the it? next
1: guy or girl program. Yeah. So
0: if you can't actually participate in the program we're offering um, – why do you want to be here? And I know why. I know why. Because you walk in the room, you have a drinking issue, and uh, you've embarrassed yourself a little bit. You have some problems with alcohol. You look around and you fall in love with attention. You fall in love with being loved. You fall in love with the fellowship. And then you start reading the book and you go, oh, well, I can stop when I choose. Oh, well, that compulsion, that, that it doesn't make sense. So you don't identify with what alcoholism is but you're in love with attention and no longer being lonely because we offer that in spades so then you just say well I don't I don't agree with the book well that's outdated well Bill W did LSD you know well you're just being judgmental and it's like if you don't identify with what we have it's not that we are trying to be mean it's that one of us is gonna die here okay and um so identifying the illness is probably the most important thing we can do and probably the least done thing in a meeting where I, I, I live in Australia. I know you don't know me, but um, it's, things are great. I'll just say that. <laughs> It is a whole – and we have these things called ID meetings, which is identifying alcoholism, where you just stand up and they're logs 20-, 30-minute drunkologs. And um, you could sit in an hour hour and a half meeting and not hear anyone identify what alcoholism is. They talk about the drinking stories, and um, that's that's just not my experience about what I read alcoholism to be. So my partner is a non-alcoholic. He has a DUI. I don't, right? He was in a fraternity and used to drink every day until he threw up. I didn't, you know, he would drink every night with me a lot because he likes alcohol. He could stand up at a podium in an ID meeting and you'd be like, keep coming back, keep coming back. He's not fucking alcoholic, right? So why do we do this? Not because we're judgy, but because the people to whom the book was written actually have a terminal progressive illness. And if you don't, I mean, we're not that cool. Like, I could think of a thousand other things I'd rather do than be a member of AA, but this is life or death for me. So that's the first A and why that's so important. And so let's pop over to the second A. Um, again, like I said, I'm scared of you out of pure adoration because I just want what you have and I don't want to look dumb, right? My my latest fear reveal was like this vulnerability and um, the fear of being vulnerable with people. So um The second A, when you were saying, I I asked you to bring an alias to the show and you said, I don't feel comfortable, but can you just explain more of like what we're talking about with anonymity on the plane of, um, press, radio, and TV, and social media, and my podcast, like, tell me, please, I'm desperate to know yeah, what the so truth
1: is. When you first, um, you know, you sent me, I think, I don't know, it's been a while, but you sent me a link and said, hey, listen to a couple of these or whatnot. I've been begging you for months to come to. Well, but when I first listened, I didn't know that you were wanting me to talk on the podcast or whatever, but I did listen. Like I, I came on and I kind of listened and I looked at what was going on and it looked pretty, I mean, pretty legit and, and there wasn't any anonymity breaks or anything, but then I did notice that, that, that some of your guests had a first and last name, whether it's their first and last name or not, whatever, but there, there was a first and last name which to the naked eye, we don't, I don't know that that's an alias. And so for me and what I'm assuming, you know, your other guest who used his whole first name, mm-hmm. um, why he used his first name is because like in our GSO guidelines on anonymity, um it, it suggests that we use our real first name and then our last initial or just our first name and omit our last name because we don't want people. I mean, that way I'm being honest, like this is my name, but I'm not breaking my anonymity because I'm not using my last name. Or um and and even if I used a fake name, it might be someone else's real name. I don't know. Or, or people who are listening might not know it's an alias and it would set a bad example to other people who maybe are, you know, gonna use that a first and last name, um, on. So say like, baseline
0: why we are anonymous and, um, why we're anonymous in the first place. And then what is the GSO recommendation? So that's just press, radio, and film is to omit our last name and just use our first name and... uh...
1: Our last name and faces. So the way you're recording tonight, you're only going to be using the audio, audio, not the visual. And so um, that's taken care of, not my face, right? And then I, I have to omit my last name um, also because you're recording the audio. So, um, but yeah, I can use, I can use my real first name and I think they call it in the GSO guideline, they call it a surname. I don't know really what A that surname means. is last name in British English. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> say you will omit your surname. So uh-huh. you just don't use your your last name, but you can use your first name because it sets a good example to people that we only use our first name, that we don't use a last name. So even if it's an alias, people might not know it's an alias. They might hear you using a first and last name right. and that. So yeah, so it.
0: why do we do this? Number one, we do this because we do not speak for AA as a whole. And I, even though I have knowledge of AA, like I. Confident to tell you, I understand alcoholism and the solution to it, right? Like, that's not an thing. Like, you can actually understand AA. Uh, even though I have all this understanding, I'm still a fallible human. That does not work here. I do not represent AA. You can, uh, I'm going to say things that are absolutely wrong. Like, I mean, literally.
1: And just because I've recovered from alcoholism does not mean I've recovered from humanism. And if no. you want to use me as an AA spokesperson, then yeah. I might not be showing AA in the best light 24-7 if I'm not having a perfectly fit spiritual day. Could you imagine? And-
0: visually alone, <laughs> I can't be AA spokesperson. I have to podcast this, okay,
1: for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and so there was this one meeting one time and it it, does, it outlines, illustrates what you were just talking about perfectly. There was this one meeting at my home group. We were talking about the 11th tradition. We studied the steps and traditions at my group. And we were talking about the 11th tradition and there was this newcomer. I mean, she had five months sober two days prior. And I know that because I saw her picture on Facebook with her five-month coin exactly. in her, home, like, right. you know, and so, I mean, and I can't say anything about it because I did it too, you know, Absolutely. and I can't I say anything about it until they're well into their second, third year because <laughs> the, I posted my two year coin. So I so like I'm a hypocrite if I say anything to anybody who's under two years sober about it. Right. So I, I got to keep my mouth shut. But but I shared and I was sharing that, you know, I no longer post my coin on facebook or roman numerals or whatever and i don't need to take credit for god's gift and blah 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 right so i share and this 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 well-meaning woman girl who's very excited about her sober time she cross shared me which is fine because we cross talk in my group and i love it and hey call me out if i need to be called out call me out but um so she cross shared me and she's like uh Well, I don't know why anybody else posts their coin. Maybe it's ego or arrogance because those are the words that I used talking about myself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I post my coins on Facebook to be helpful and to help the still suffering alcoholic. And because everybody knew I was drunk. So um, if they see that I'm sober, then they might know that where they can go to get help. And I'm like, yeah, totally. That's exactly what I told myself. Like, I'm not arguing with her. Like, that's exactly why I thought I was posting my coin in early sobriety. So I'm not arguing with her. I don't give her an eye roll. I just, you know, yep. I remember being there, you know? So after the meeting, I'm helping to clean up because it's my home group and I'm, you know, I got the the books and I'm putting them away and I'm kind of doing some back and forth stuff. And I feel her on me. Like she's just on me, she's on my back. And I'm like, can I help you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> finally. And she's like, yeah, don't you want to talk about my share? <laughs> I said, no, no. <laughs> I get it. Like I get it. Um, I agree with your share. And so I continue right. about my business and she goes, but you said the opposite. And I said, well, that's because I know something today that I didn't know back then. And she's like, well, don't you want to, don't you want to, and I said, are you, are you wanting to debate me? Because because we can debate, I can hold my own, but I got to tell you that I don't get it. I don't, I don't have any leg to stand on because I did what you're doing until I was two years sober. And so I can't say nothing about it. And so I would feel like a hypocrite to debate you. And she goes, well, just try it. Like, why why do you think that it's bad? And I said, listen, I'll let you in a little secret. And this is what cleaned it up. I said, here's here's a little secret. You and I, we're not going to drink again. I mean, I have, you know, 13 years sober. You have five months sober. We're recovered alcoholics. We're golden, right? Like, there's no way we're going to drink again. But when those little newcomers the chronic 20, 30, 60, 90 takers see us posting our coins on Facebook, then they think it's okay for them to do it. And what is that going to say when they go out and get drunk again, because they're chronic 30, 60, 90, what does that say to the public? And so I don't do it because I don't want it to set a bad example. And, you know, even though you're not going to drink again, because I mean, you're you, you're super solid, Um, what example are you setting to other people, you know? So a little bit of sarcasm goes a long way sometimes. Yeah.
0: Um, so I did it forever as well, but again, so two things, I'm not anonymous in AA. So we'll talk about that later as well. Pin that one. We aren't anonymous in AA, Outside of AA, I am a sober human, and people know that I'm sober because I no longer fuck their husbands, okay? They know I'm sober because I'm no longer crashing my car into their house. They know I'm sober because they go out with me and don't fucking drink anymore. Like, I'm a sober person in the world, so many, many people have come to me over the years, to ask about my sobriety when they needed help. You wanna know how I've been most helpful to alcoholics in my recovery? By making amends to them. In my amends to people I've harmed over the years, they've come back around and gone, so you know how you said you were sober? I'm having a problem with alcohol. So there was no representation of Alcoholics Anonymous in my presentation, except for actually living Alcoholics Anonymous. So me being a sober person is a handy little tool to being helpful in the world, but I don't represent AA, the audacity. I've said it before. I I actually don't believe that I'll drink again. I believe I could become so spiritually disconnected that I blow my brains out, but I'm a fallible human who is, lots of people don't like me. My parents alone, people sometimes cross streets, right? Like, so I'm not necessarily liked. Therefore, I'm not going to represent this very important program.
1: You and I are the same. I I completely concur. I'm not a one day at a timer either. Believe me. I I know that the big book uses terms like um, uh, permanent sobriety and permanent recovery, quote unquote. And it does not say anywhere one day at a time. It It says if you want to start drinking. For good and for, for all, all. <laughs>
0: for a day at a time. But I don't have power. But I have a power for a day. But I didn't have power for a day for 14 years that I tried that. Right? Like I tried to not drink a day at a time for a long time, and and this just when I when I started out saying just that that makes me sad. It makes me sad because I'm in pain sober. That actually is the issue, is how I feel sober. And if somebody were to say, oh, you just feel that way forever the rest of your life and just hold on to that torture, like... That's really sad way to try to get sober
1: when this stuff happens. Just look at the clock. Just make it yeah. the rest of the One day. Just white knuckle it until the next meeting. Oh <laughs> like I couldn't
0: have done it though. Do you understand? I would. I would have. No, just, I, wouldn't I, still be have sober. I would. I not I would be alive. The yep. pain was so great. So, or, or you could just do the steps and then have these ten step promises, which come into play that say things like the problem has been removed, it doesn't exist for us. And I am, I'm going to sell you that dope shit. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. You know, if you have the issue I have, like, this is, this is the weed I'm selling you. Okay, this is the drugs I'm selling you. This is the top shelf shit that I need in order to survive. I'm not selling you a day's sobriety at a time. I'm actually selling you indisputable evidence of God. If you want to get technical about it, that's pretty sick as well. But like, we can't even talk there until we understand what alcoholism is and anonymity. So yes, I understand. Like, I don't represent it as a whole. Um, uh, There's another question.
1: Go ahead. I love that you said that you're talking about these two A's telling me, um, you know, like, why? Why isn't it that we talk about what alcoholism is? Mm-hmm. And I love that because, and um, you know, I have AA comes of age here. Can I? Is that OK? Please, you- please, please, please. OK, please. so um, one of the things that Bill Wilson was doing for his first six months is he was doing what you were describing those other people in doing and just talking about. You know, um, I, 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 talking about God and kind of um, his spiritual awakening and whatnot, and he couldn't get anyone else sober. And can, and then can Bill I stop you
0: him. because people think that he was just sponsoring and not getting people sober, but it's not fucking true. He was leading with God. He was yep. leading with um, "You got this." He was leading with through the emotional appeal and God. That's why he was failing. Not because he just was sponsoring and not a good sponsor. No, it's absolutely. Just, and it's such a misconception, okay? That's sorry, I get riled
1: up. No, I it's true. And and down. then and then we 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 perpetuate that truth by playing movies like, you know, um the Bill Wilson movie where you get that that famous scene where he's complaining to Lois about you know, oh, I can't get anybody sober and nobody's gotten sober and spent six months. And then she says the most Alanonic thing and saves the day by saying, oh, but Bill, you're sober. And it's like, well, that would be wonderful for Al-Anon family groups. That's wonderful for Lois. But if he didn't get his shit together, the rest of us wouldn't be alive. Like he needed to get his shit together. Like now, if we're going to have a Alcoholics Anonymous. So then he went to Silkworth and he was complaining to Silkworth saying the exact same thing right he's at his doctor and luckily lois's frothy emotional appeal didn't suffice and he's like you know i'm going to talk to somebody who actually like knows about this stuff and so he's talking to silkworth and unfortunately this is the part that doesn't show in the famous this movie is the, this is the part that is going to save her this is the part okay this is I'm like, everyone? this is the part. Yeah. And it says so just before leaving for Akron, so the trip that he was taking to Akron that he would then meet Dr. Bob on. So Dr. Bob was his first prospect who he tried out this new approach after talking to Wilson. Sweet right? baby Jesus. Right. Oh, come and so, around. So it says just before leaving for Akron, Dr. Silkworth had given me a great piece of advice. Hmm. Hmm. What could that be? Hmm. Without it, AA might've never been born. Look, Bill, he said, you have nothing but failure because you're preaching at these alcoholics. Mm -hmm. You're talking to them about the Oxford group presets and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to skip down a little bit. Um, this is a very big order no wonder they're pointing their finger at their head and they go out and get drunk. Why don't you turn your strategy the other way around? aren't you the very fellow who was once showing showing me that book by psychologist James which says that deflation at great depth is the foundation of most spiritual experiences have you forgotten about that Bill you've got the cart before the horse you've got to deflate these people first so give them the medical business. And give it to them hard, pour it right in them about the obsession that condemns them to drink and the physical allergy or sensitivity of the body that condemns them to go mad or die if they keep drinking. Coming from another alcoholic, and he says alcoholic numerous times, one alcoholic talking to another alcoholic, mm-hmm. maybe that will crack those deep, those egos deep down. And only then. Can you begin to try out your other medicine, the ethical principles you've picked up at the Oxford Groups? So yeah, it's important to know what alcoholics, what alcoholism is. And I think that that's why out of 103 pages of the big book, which is steps one through 12, right? 103 pages, plus the doctor's opinion, depending on who your sponsor is, mine says, yes, it's part of step one. So out of 103 pages, plus the doctor's opinion, 44 of those pages, plus the doctor's opinion is about step one and what is it alcoholics, what is alcoholism and what is not,
0: and just a few
1: phrases, if
0: you understand what alcoholism is, that you will never say to someone ever again, you got this. Yeah. Keep coming back. You can do a it. A day at a time. Just don't drink. Just don't drink. Put, a Put plug the plug in a jug. the jug, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if yep. you understand the 44 pages, which in detail describe the two symptoms of alcoholism, they keep, they'll they say things like, "There's no, it's not a race fuck are you talking about? Think that drink through. Run the tape back. So these are things which uses the word impossible for an alcoholic in the book. It says these are the things that are impossible. So if I could just understand that first day, we might make a difference in AA. And why is it such a big deal? Why when people scream at me, it says we know only a little. More will be revealed when I talk about like, what alcoholism is, or maybe the long form third tradition. Well, um, it's because our fellowship hasn't grown in numbers in 20 years and that nobody has made a suggestion outside of AA so far that's worked any better than the 12 steps that I've never seen a person fail in all the words, the, the time I've been sober, meaning I have never seen a person go through all the steps uh, tell the truth in step five, make your amends, including financial vigorously work with other alcoholics, attempting to carry this message to them. Do your service at all the levels that are possible. Uh, ever drink again, ever. I, you know, and I don't work.
1: usually say this, especially from the podium or, or anything because it does sound arrogant, but I'll tell you just a fact. And it's not my opinion. It's just my experience. The way that you are, describing your experience i i sponsor a lot of women i've taken 200 women through the the big book hundreds, and out of hundreds all of people of, yes all of those people who i have taken through all 12 steps which it's not an 11 step program so i'm exactly. talking about the 12th step as in now they're sponsoring others um out of all of those people when that Prospect that I took through the twelve steps, and it's not on me because I just use no. Nope. I, I don't add to it. I don't take nope. away from it. But the the people that I have taken through mm-hmm. that have actually gone on to help others, out of all of them, only one has drank, and and there's been hundreds, and only one has drank again, and of course. I can go on about her story. She ended up not sponsoring. But can you,
0: I was going to say, but can you not actually tell me exactly where she... Descended? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. No, no.
1: Like, she she ended up getting a new higher power, stopped doing AA, stopped sponsoring, <laughs> blah, blah,
0: blah, I'm blah. Like, you but, know, no, I can yes. tell you where one... If you... Uh, I don't remember everyone i am sponsored, and all, the people who, like, fall off, they're like, oh, they'll see you in public, and be like, oh, hey, and I'm like, I got nothing. I have no idea who you are, you know? But, but I... It, Looking back, if you sat my ex sponsors who didn't finish the program in front of me, I could tell you exactly where they, they stopped doing the work. They stopped putting it in. Well, and the then there. there's that
1: misrepresentation from the people with 20, 30 years. Everyone else.
0: Get- pick, easier, up, a,
1: pick up a white chip right and then and then in their share they actually say oh yeah i stopped going to meetings and it's like i've i've told my sp- the people that i work with they have a homework assignment from me when they see somebody who comes in who had a significant amount of time pick up a white chip and say i stopped going to meetings they have an instant homework assignment after the meeting they need to do some research and they ask that person you know my sponsor wants me to ask you a couple of questions whenever somebody with a lot of time goes out i'm supposed to ask a couple of questions is that okay and that person they say yeah and then and then they say how did you tell the people that you were sponsoring about when you drank and never oh, once, yeah, you. because, because they don't spot that. Oh, well, I, I wasn't sponsoring or, oh, well, I, w- I didn't really ask me to sponsor them. Right. Yes. That's what
0: they'll yes. say.
1: Yes. And People so there, none that. of them were working a 12 step program. They were working right. an 11 step program. Maybe, maybe they were making a lot of meetings. Right. Um, I know the, la- the latest one around here that just went out. She drank after her seventh meeting in seven days you know, and she had 20 years, but she had never sponsored. And now she's coming back telling everybody that she missed a meeting and she drank. And I'm like, have you been doing 10, 11 and 12? And she goes, well, I did the steps once a long time ago. It's like, yeah,
0: 20 years ago, someone took me through the 12 and 12. Mrs. B, I don't know about you, but I lose everyone that I'm going to lose these days because my process is actually tight as hell. I have a really good process taking people through the big book. Don't worry, not making anything up, but I have a really good process. So not arrogantly, I get most people through the book work, I lose almost hundred percent of people that I'm going to lose at step 12. They think, you know, by the end of our step work, you begin to feel better and you go, Oh, look, thanks. Bye. And they drink again because step 12 is the only insurance of immunity from alcohol. So everything before vigorous, rigorous, rigorous, why am I misquoting this work with other alcoholics? Um, in depth self sacrifice and service to this people I'm here to help. Um, it's it's the only thing that's going to keep me sober long term. I don't sponsor all these bitches because I love it. Like it's my job to up um, to God and to pay back what was so freely given to me and what is freely given to me is recovery from this terminal progressive illness of alcoholism that not everyone in AA suffers from. So so winding it back again, why don't we, um, talking about this, uh, the anonymity part and alcoholism, um, it's also not me. There is someone that I sponsored who is sober today when I was sponsoring, at, I did the steps in 24 days, I had like 34 days sober. So the second month of my sobriety, I read the big book to her like this. Now we need more action. You know, like <laughs> it was not me. That bitch is still sober. She's still sober. I've, I have sponsors who are like 60 days behind me. And that's not me. It never has been and never will be. And I've never claimed AA is my own. I don't speak for this stuff. When people get angry at the message and I always say, you know, AA seems to really offend you because I'm not making it up. It's not my words. People are like, wow, that's a great share. I'm like, yeah, I literally just read into action. Like, yeah, I verbatim read the book. It wasn't me, right? I don't represent AA and I don't want you to either. Now, the problem's Kind of, I it, what you're what you're so beautifully able to articulate is it's people get so embarrassed and agitating and defensive when you mention the traditions. Like this guy was posting about his podcast. Now I'm all for podcasts, obviously, um, but he's using his first and last name. He's talking about Alcoholics Anonymous. He's referring to himself as an alcoholic addict on his recovering journey, and I'm like, okay. Well, just going to throw it out there. Happy for you. But this is breaking four out of the 12 traditions. And here's how, you know, and the offense. He's like, how dare you judge me? I'm only breaking my own anonymity. So that's what you hear a lot, right? I'm breaking my own anonymity. It's mine to break. Anonymity is not to protect me or the alcoholic. It's to protect AA. From me.
1: From alcoholics. Shocking, right? All the traditions. It's so funny because even in the short form, even though my home group doesn't read the short form, and but um I know it well, and every every other group usually reads the short form every single day. And and it's like, do you miss that word personal? It says our public relation policy, which is what tradition is, it's a policy, and well, we don't have policies and procedures. We don't have yes, rules. We do. Yeah, we do. Lots. We have policies. We don't have rules, <laughs> but we have policies, you know, and it says our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity. Right. My personal it anonymity. It
0: personal.
1: It has nothing to do with your anonymity. Like that's the anonymity that's in the the, our name, you know, like, okay, we don't want to see somebody in the grocery store and say, hey, I saw you at the AA meeting last yeah. night, right? We we don't want to break somebody else's anonymity. We want to make them feel safe, especially if they're a newcomer, but that has nothing to do with the 11th tradition. The 11th right. tradition, which is our public relation policy, like what you were saying, how you can share with anybody that you're in AA when they come to you and they're like, oh my God, that was an amazing amends. And you are like, um, oh, you've been for a while. That? Yeah, you how'd can you do that? <laughs> AA, and you can tell your doctors and your t- you know your whoever will listen to you, so long as it's not on the level of press radio and films. And on the level of press radio and films, it's not your anonymity that I have to be protective of. It's right. my personal anonymity. I don't get to break my anonymity on the level of press radio and films because, like you said, AA isn't here to protect me from alcoholic shame and stigma. The traditions aren't here to protect that. They're here to protect Alcoholics Anonymous from me and yeah. from my big mouth who might yeah. want to misrepresent, misrepresent yeah. AA and, and call myself an alcoholic addict on my yeah. podcast. Like that's right. what they're here to protect.
0: Absolutely. Um, and as the world gets bigger and bigger, there are other platforms that our job is to accurately represent AA. I hope that I do that. Um, I. I'm going to forget. But uh, so things like podcasts and stuff like that, there are all these platforms, but we've made all the mistakes already. they made them. There's nothing that traditions, we don't need to try out anything. It's all been there, done, tried, failed, uh, blown up and then reassembled to the point where when you actually learn the traditions, I believe that they are more important to the alcoholics recovery than the steps, because without them, there's no AA in the fucking first place. So right. when people want to start talking about um, how maybe they're outdated, simply this is all ignorance because you haven't learned them yet, um, or how they need to change, or we need to be more inclusive, or it's my anonymity and all this just made up bullshit. Um, all I do is I want you to ask you like, well, is AA important? To you, and if it is, if you think AA is an important place, then um, the only reason we still exist 80 years later is because of these traditions. This is the only reason. So, so either AA is important, and you should probably learn these things. There's only 12, or it's not, and then you actually don't need to be here in the first place, and maybe make room for those still sick and suffering because the illness for which we actually have a treatment. Um, is terminal and progressive. There's no cure, not treated with time or air guns, meetings, not treated with meetings. Meetings aren't intended to treat this illness. So either you have the illness or you don't. And if you do, you're not gonna res- represent the treatment for it. There's no, no one works here, right? No one. And I'm a bit pretty today. So it would be a nice face for a billboard. Hi, AA, lots of sober. No, not gonna do that. So bringing it back to we understand the traditions are real, the two A's got that got that pretty good. Uh, you and I are gonna read out of the big book into into action where are let me see how many guests We're on page 76 and I've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. you're my eighth guest so far on this page alone. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, but this is gonna be good. Here is our sentence. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. Oh, there's, see, that's like enough. There's so much to talk about. So what have we done up until this point? We've learned what alcoholism is. We saw that our life was unmanageable by ourselves, uh, that we had to have this power's help. We've done a thorough four and five, which looks like Seeing the things which in ourselves are blocking us off from this power and other people. We can freely talk about God now on the podcast because we've we've surmounted that hurdle over the past two years. We've surmounted the hurdle. Um, so we've found out what's blocking us off from this power, which is a lot of self. It's a lot of self-centeredness. It's a lot of me and um, what I'm getting, what I need from you, what I think should be happening. Um, and now we have begun to see what we can bring over to a power to remove since I cannot self will self any more than alcohol, it says. And we have told the truth for the first time in step five. We've sat with God for an hour. Uh, and we have said this prayer, which is my creator. I'm now willing that you should have all of me good and bad. I love asking the question. Can you tell me your, the way that you talk about the seventh step prayer when it says good and bad? Like yeah. why does it say good? I love this part.
1: Yeah, because I no longer get to decide what is good and what's bad. And one of the things that is missed I in my experience about the seventh step is the last line in the paragraph, which is, I guess, maybe controversial to some because how I read it and I think how a lot of people read it is we, when we're ready, we say something like this, my creator, I am now willing that you should have some of me, what I think is bad. Um, I pray that you now start to remove my character defects depending on how hard I work for them. And I'm going to start working on my character defects from this point on. But what it really says, because I really was upset with God for a long time, because I didn't read this last line in the paragraph. And it's like, God, you're not removing My character defects that I think need to be removed now. Like, I I don't know what you're wanting me to do. I sit down and I pray and I tell you which ones to remove and when, and -hmm. they're still here. And, and I didn't notice, like I was getting really upset with God and I'm looking at all this other literature. I got the 12 and 12 and I got like the drop the rock bullshit and all this other outside literature. And I'm trying to do a better job working on my character defects. And all the while, what it says for me to do, and my sponsor finally had to point this out, is, God, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I don't get to decide. I pray that you now remove from me every single defective character, and there's no period there. Hmm. It says, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Now, God might think that I need to be thrown in front of the bus you know, and take a bullet and make a fool out of myself because he wants to use a character defect that I might still have. Even though I hate that defect and I want it gone, it needs to be gone in his time and not mine. And I just have to become willing to to be okay with when he decides to remove it. I got to be okay with letting that stuff go. And then it says, God grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. And then the line that everybody misses We have now completed past tense ED, just like recovered step seven. I don't have to look at step seven again. And I know that I'm given a 10th step, which every day I get to look at the principle of step seven and I get to practice watching as those, those character defects and when not, if they crop up, I get to ask God at once to remove them and blah, blah, blah. But I don't have to do another step seven. I'm done. Like I've completed it. And, um, and I think that I, I wasted a lot of time working on my character defects when I didn't right. understand. Right.
0: There's nothing to work at. It's not a try harder program. So I'm not trying harder to be nice. Nice isn't actually even appealing to me. Like, I don't even see that as a virtue most of the time. Like, I'm, pretty <laughs> much, like, I'm fine with this very resting bitch face type of personality, right? I so- want to
1: be kind. I really do. <laughs> oh, and I'm I pray for that a lot. Yeah. But one of the things that I haven't seemed to gain yet is humility. Right. And I mean, I can fake it. I know how to fake it, but, it, but I haven't, you know, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fake it. I'm, I, I, I mean, this is, this is who I am and I'm not going to pretend that I know less so that you like me mm-hmm. Um, so that I fit right. in with the rest of, you know, I I'm not going to pretend that I have a bad day and I need a meeting so that I have right. like these you know, like, that's how you get liked. That's how the popularity, yeah. like what you were talking about in the beginning of the podcast is, you know, how, how I'm not going to win a popularity contest no. by talking about what alcoholism is and is not. I'm going to win a popularity contest by talking about my bad day and please. Yes. And, and being relatable.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs> and and I, I, I need you to call 10 people every day. Like, so a human power is going to work or no? Just Help me focus on
1: what we're saying in AA because the messages are just a little bit controversial or contradictory. I had a new sponsee yesterday ask me, um, so how does this work? Like, do you want me to call you, call you every AA? day? Oh, no. oh please nope. don't. Ain't please nobody don't. got time for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And do what? What are we doing? What are you going to call me about? No, I have no power. I have no idea what you should do with your life. So, uh, okay. So we've completed step seven. Now we need more action, which, yeah, we've had a lot of action so far. Without work which we find ugh, focus, Agent X. Now we need more action. Without which we find that faith without works is dead. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have made a list of all persons we have harmed and we are willing to make amends to them. We made it when we took inventory. Although I disagree because there were more people that I've harmed than were just on that inventory list. But it was a good start, you know, when I um when we make our step eight list. So let me ask you about your experience here, because mine's kind of my views kind of changing a little bit. Um, I actually am kind of having sponsees look more in depth about their harms list uh, in step five with me. So I take my sponsees through uh, the a four column inventory, but we do the fourth column together. I believe if you're blocked off from God, you can't see the truth without a little bit of help from somebody who's currently unblocked, right? So that's where I step in. In the fourth column, we do that together. And then uh, when they begin to have the perception change, then I kind of send them out uh, before step five to tell me, okay, you tell me the truth now about where your mistakes were with uh, everything. And so by the time we get here, you know, uh, I was instructed to make a list of the people, just list of names or whatever. I was done yeah and to and to the name of the people and so i've done that but but I, I i kept going long after the people on my inventory i've heard a lot of people a lot of people and it's it is always a little bit shocking when you're sponsoring a 50 year old woman who's like i don't know i only have about three harms i'm like you're fucking 50 and you've hurt three people keep drinking it's like what are you talking about <laughs> i don't understand that so there are more harms. There are people that I've harmed that I didn't resent. Let's put it that way, right? I right. slept with your husband and I wasn't mad at you at all. You know, not even a little. So <laughs> they didn't make the amends list. Uh, so we, we have uh, a list of all the people that we have harmed and who we are willing to make amends. Uh, have you heard those things where, oh God, I hope you don't do it. I'll be embarrassed. But like you tell people to make a list of, who they are willing to make amends to, who they might be willing to make amends to and who they're not
1: willing to make amends to. Yeah. You tell people to do that. I actually do. And I'll tell you why. Oh, God, so here's here's because no, no, you, you, you and I were on the same page up until okay. that. So, so for me, um, we, you know, my first sponsor didn't have me do the harm's done list. We had, I had three lists. I had the resentment, sex and fear or resentment, fear and sex. Yes. And um, and I did those inventories and then I thought, you know, everything, had been, but the sponsor I have now, and I've had her for, I don't know, over a decade, probably 12 years. Um, she had me do those first three lists and, you know, like my resentments um, fears was, you know, fears, the fears list was more of a catch-all from the fears that didn't make it on the, the resentments list, because it says these are fears that we had, we had no connection in okay, okay. resentments. Right. And so there were fears that didn't come up on my resentment list because they had no connection with resentments, right? So I make a fears list. We inventory that. Then um, the the sex list, a lot of the sex, the people, the, about my sex conduct, and it's it's not intercourse, it's interaction, right? And so- I use a it lot as
0: relationship, of, not sex at yes, all. We don't use right. the act as
1: sex. Exactly. It's However, interact-
0: I see that a lot of men in AA use it as the act of sex, and I'm like, we are, you are missing the deepest well in the inventories if you would just use this as how you turn up in relationships instead of the act of sex. I'm like, oh no, it just.
1: And a lot of those people have already been taken care of on my resentments list or my Hmm. fears list, so the sex list is kind of a catch-all from who didn't make it there. Well by the time I had my sponsor that I have now like there was this boy and, and you know there was this boy gr- growing up and he had cerebral palsy and I lived in a small town I could make a million excuses but I was awful right me and my friends were mm-hmm. awful to him mm-hmm. and um we did mean things to him I I ended up giving him I, um crank. It, anyway, and, and, you know, you'd, you'd pretend you were his friend and then it was terrible, but I was 13, 14 years old and we'd give him drugs and watch him go. And then he ended up coming back and, you know, wanting more orange juice. Cause we were putting it in his orange juice, like every day after school. And it was just, it was terrible. And like what you were saying, you know, I didn't resent Corey mm. this way. I didn't you know i I never feared him um i I definitely didn't ever have sex with him or or let my sex powers you know influence him in any way um and so he, didn't make my inventory until Mm my, my, my sponsor I have now, you know, she pointed out, well, there's another list. It says we have listed the people we have hurt by our conduct. And Mm -hmm. so now I have a harms done list that I have to inventory as well. So it's a fourth part of my inventory. And so then by the time I'm on my eighth step, which is where you were reading from um, and it says, um, We have have a list of all persons we have harmed and whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory further on down. It says we subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris, which has accumulated out of our effort to live um, on on self-will and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. So what I tell Hmm. my sponsees is make a list of people who, yes, I owe an amends and I need to make them now. And then make another list of, yeah, I owe an amends, but that's going to be hard. And then make another amends of hell no. And then while we're making the easy ones, continue praying, because it says, if we haven't the will to do this, we ask, which is a prayer, until it comes. And in my experience, I made some of those amends, some of those early ninth step amends. And once those ninth step promises started coming true, mm. I had a little bit more willingness because I was getting a payoff and I started having this whole new attitude and outlook on life. And, mm. you know, those ninth step promises before I was even halfway done, <laughs> right? I was even halfway <laughs> through, yeah. They started coming true for me. And so by the time I was on my, this is going to be a tough list I was like ready to go. And I right. started banging out these amends. And by the time I was done with that list, the list of hell knows that I had been praying about were, okay, I'm going to do this. And and they were doable. And I don't know if that's the praying and asking until it comes, or if that's just the ninth step promises giving me a kick in the butt
0: if the action of praying throughout that for the willingness, I can completely say it like, and, and what you read, it makes sense completely. And I think I, without reading what you explained without having consciously read what you just explained about the harms list, being actually in step in the inventories. Like, I feel like I just got there from experience anyways. So that's actually really cool that you were like, Oh, actually, it says to do that, that you have your harms as well. Like with this new perception and, that relationship inventory the sickest part about it is you're now at the point where you don't talk to, about the other person at all yeah. not once do they ask you what happened with those relationships not once do they ask you what the other person did they're just like do this and
1: today like I in I've fact now- it says to put entirely out of your mind yeah. the other person's stuff yeah. yeah and by by the we you know there's
0: by the sex and relationship inventory there's not a question of the other person at all maybe a name you know there's just a different haircut with the same you know different name different haircut same exact behavior on my part right and that's such a gift so when we get to this person place of all the people that we are harmed or willing to make amends we made it when we took inventory so that's going to just Go back to the fact that um, we can't start here. I have heard in meetings where people will just look at the steps on the wall and be like, oh, I'm just going to go say sorry to people. And that doesn't turn out well because we have to know what we're actually not even apologizing, telling the truth about. And we won't talk about it today because we're we're totally running out of time. We're almost done already. But, um, you know, what the amends process looks like. And in mine, I don't know about yours, but I give them like a four bullet point template to go make an appropriate amend. And the most important part, the most time should be spent on them telling me the truth from their perspective. Um, And what comes out of that bullet point is that I had no idea who and what I truly was in the face of other people. I had no idea that I hurt people the way that I did. I had no idea. Uh, and then some of it was just bullshit anyways, where I didn't affect them at all, that they never, that some people
1: didn't even remember the stuff. That yeah. I, <laughs> um, I have a template too. That is sounds a lot like that. Can one.
0: you just tell me? Cause you're so
1: great and wonderful and I want to know everything, you know, <laughs> Um, well, okay. My template actually has, um, a conditional number five on it. It's four plus, plus if it's an open-ended amends, we do a five. So, um, number one is, um, I owe you an amends and I don't get to hide behind a cloak of anonymity. And, you know, I don't get to not tell you that I was a drunk. I mean, I have to be completely open about that.
0: I talk about alcoholism. Absolutely. Turns out I'm an alcoholic. Guess what? They're never fucking shocked.
1: Not once. (laughs) Right. And so my template reads, I owe you an amends dot, dot, dot. And the reason I have the dot, dot, dot is because throughout the ninth step um, directions, you know, they go through... I mean, my book, I I don't know if you have this or not, but my book goes through all the different types of amends where, you know, it starts out uh, the business associate, then the man we hate, Mm -hmm. um, then the financial amends, then the legal amends, then the ex-spouse amends, then the domestic spousal, then family, then man who's dead or unreachable. And depending on which one of the uh, types of amends, that dot, dot, dot could look different in the bullet point one. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to go to my husband and say... I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous and my name is Ken, you know, like he, and I'm not going to go to somebody in my home group and say, um, you know, I'm at the point in my sobriety where I'm doing a ninth step. Like they're going to know when I say, Hey, I owe you an amends. Right. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. it's just going to be, I owe you an amends. And that's where it's going to stop. And sometimes if it's going to be a past employee or, or a family member from a long time ago or whatever, then it's gonna be a little bit more in detail. And then number two is um the specific. So I could yeah. go to number three and skip the specific and go to the exact nature of my wrong. I was selfish, self-centered, and considerate. But number two is specifically what I did because I don't want, I want them to know specifically that I hurt you. Like, I'm not going to say I was selfish and self-centered without saying Mm -hmm. I slept with your boyfriend Mm -hmm. or I stole $482.53 from you. Mm -hmm. And then number three is the exact nature. I, that was selfish, dishonest, inconsiderate, you know, and, and so the exact nature of my wrongs, but I want them to know that I know what I did and I want them to hear me say it. So I'm not covering anything up, sweeping anything under the rug. So that's Mm -hmm. bullet point one one, two, and three. And then number four, what I'm doing, what I have done, or what I'm willing to do to make up for my wrong. So if it's money, here's a check for $483.53. Or if it's, um, you know, spreading a rumor about somebody, what I've done is I've called them and I've told them that that was a lie. Or, you know, like I wanted them to know exactly what I'm, and if it's something that I it's not, it doesn't have a monetary value. It's not something that it's just like, I have to quit being an asshole. Then I call that an open-ended amends. And, um, and I, I, I have to ask them, you know, I want, if there's anything I missed, anything I left out, I want to offer you the opportunity to please be honest with me and let me know what I left out and what I can do to make up for the harms done. And then they get to talk, they get to share with me, and they get to yeah. make that request. And that should be the longest amount of speaking, because we
0: don't always know. I thought a five hundred dollar immense turned out to be eight thousand. That was a story for step nine. But like, <laughs> I don't always know. However, I will say that Alcoholics Anonymous is the greatest thing that has ever been gifted to the planet, and that's why um, I think it's so important that we protect it. And you listening can protect it simply by doing things like getting a service sponsor. Uh, That's somebody who uh, my service sponsor is amazing, uh, who teaches me these things uh, further than just reading the book, because uh, the traditions are no more on the calico than working the steps is reading the calico as well. and that the saddest thing I could think is that we just don't drink again and nothing else. You know, there's so much more on offer here. Uh, and the the more you learn, the cooler it gets. And thank you so much for sharing your time and everything. Thank made. you, we're Agent X. Ten Hack. minutes over, but I'm glad that we were new friends. Thanks for everyone who's listening to that's on the book at hotmail.com. We'll see you all next week. Dude, have
1: you even read the fucking book?